What's up? Today's episode, we're going to we're going to pull from a resource that's not really about marketing or copywriting or business building, all those topics that I normally talk about here at Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. It is about writing though. And specifically, it's about storytelling. And I thought it was really interesting and I thought that maybe there would be some lessons that we could pull out of it for marketing and for copywriting. And so with that, I'm going to I'm just going to have a little bit of fun and we'll go through this this five act story structure and we'll see what kind of lessons in marketing and selling come out of it. So, um <laughs> I have the question here to start my notes off. Can we just have fun today? I I pulled this out of The Science of Storytelling by Will Store, this five act story structure. And it is a very excellent book about storytelling. It's not about copywriting. It's not about stories that work in marketing and advertising and sales, right? But it's about storytelling and being a good storyteller makes you a more persuasive and compelling communicator, a more persuasive and compelling copywriter. And so I figured, you know, why not? Why not just dive in? If it was interesting to me, maybe it's interesting to you. But I will come at this first with the caveat. There is a difference between storytelling, which is primarily story for entertainment, right? Maybe sometimes to convey meaning and and all of that, but primarily storytelling is story as an entertainment medium. And story selling, which is story as a persuasive medium. So story used to get someone to take a specific action, most likely buying a product or service, buying whatever it is that we have to offer. So in that context, this 5X story structure is built for storytelling. It's not necessarily built for story selling. So we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. So storytelling, we're going to go through act by act. So act one of this five act story structure from the book is this is me and it is not working. So this is like, um, there's some hero's journey in this, but it's not, it's not one for one with most other versions of the hero's journey that you might be familiar with. Um, so it starts off the protagonist theory of control is established. And I love this idea of theory of control. It's our worldview and how we expect the world to work. And so if if we show up and we exist in a relationship, we ex- expect that if we do certain things, the relationship is going to play out in a certain way. Or we expect if we, uh, for example, like, I don't know, uh, invest in stocks, that it's going to go a certain way, right? It's this theory of control, this belief about the way that the world works based on how I interact with it, right? And then after the protagonist theory of control is established at the beginning of the story, this is, you know, the normal world, unexpected change strikes. So suddenly um, something happens that throws the world into a little bit of chaos and disarray. And uh, like suddenly things are in question. And then the ignition point, this, this ignition point that's the unexpected change, drives them into a new world. And so suddenly they're off on a journey or suddenly they're in some new situation, new relationship, new whatever it is, right? 
um, it drives them into a new world. But basically what's happening here, again, like going back to the summary of the act that this is me and it's not working, it's, it's, we start off in this place where the character is in their normal world and their worldview is not being questioned. And then suddenly the worldview is questioned. And so it's going to force some kind of internal change to deal with the external events. And by the way, there's this, this great book by um, Michael Haig and Christopher Vogler. I, no, it's not a book. It's a audible audio program that's a recording of of a conversation or a presentation that they did. Um, the, the, the name of it is The Hero's Two Journeys. And one of the major emphases in that program is that the hero goes on two journeys. They go on this external journey that's all the three-dimensional, physical, uh, concrete stuff that we see. And then they go on this internal journey that is how they have to change as a as a person, as the hero, to overcome the challenges of the story. So all of that is built into this, right? The theory of control reflects both their internal experience and the external world that they exist within, but then the, um, the external events force an internal reckoning that that theory of control doesn't necessarily work. Which brings us to act two. Is there another way? So that old theory of control is tested by the plot and it begins breaking down. So we got to know the hero. We got to know the way that they thought about the world. We got to know um, their experience of the world and how they expected to get results by interacting with it, right? And then, and then things aren't working the way that they expect. Things are going wrong the way that they try to respond to things going wrong does not play out as they would expect it to, you know, again, it begins breaking down. The theory of control, suddenly their explanation for how the world works is not working anymore. And so there become, there, there come these rising emotions of tension, excitement, thrill, right? As they're reckoning with the fact, as a new way forward is since learned and actively experimented with, as they're reckoning with the fact that their old theory of control isn't going to work. And so they're being forced to be something greater, right? They're being forced to be something different. They're being forced to this change. They're being forced to adapt to this new world. They're, they're going out. Um, they're, they're facing new challenges. Sometimes things are working really well. Sometimes they're not working so well, but either way they are, they're, they're, being faced by this fact that there there's got to be another way, right? Like that that they want to know if their old theory of control doesn't work, what is that new theory of control going to look like? So from there, what happens is we go to act three. There is, meaning there is another way, and I have transformed. Now, we're still at the center point of the story here, so it's not like we're reaching a resolution quite yet, right? But we are, um, we, are, we are dealing with a hero who is becoming, is already becoming who they need to be to overcome the challenges of the story. There's a, there's a transition taking place. Um, so <laughs> grim tension grips as the plot fights back, right? There's, there's, there's tension that even as this hero is, is feeling like they're becoming capable of dealing with the situation, 
um, they're being faced with ever greater challenges, right? And the protagonist is counterattacking using their new strategy. The hero is is experimenting with this new theory of control and making sure it works in the face of all of these these challenges that are uh, creating grim tension, right? Um, and in doing so, they transform in a way that feels profound and irreversible. So suddenly, it, well, there are going to be moments. There are going to be moments that the audience recognizes where like they are becoming something greater or something worse, right? Uh, the way that I've been talking about this up until this point is primarily a, a positive story, right? The, the positive journey with the hero. But um, in a tragedy, the, the theory of control changes in a way where the, the protagonist is actually doing worse and worse things to stay in control of the world. Um, either way, they're transforming in a way that feels profound and irreversible. Their th theory of control is being transformed to something else that's able to deal with the, the plot fighting back against them. But then, but then the plot strikes again with unprecedented power, right? And so just as we think that this hero is on the verge of like this, this epic transformation, suddenly the, the obstacles in front of them are bigger than ever before. And act four, but can I handle the pain of change? Um, so at this point, chaos is spiraling. Things seem out of control, right? The protagonist is at their lowest, darkest point. That should be possessive there. Um, and as the plot's attack becomes relentless, our hero begins to question their willingness to change, but the plot won't leave them alone. So there is this internal conflict, right? Am I, am I capable of handling this? Can I, can I deal with this situation? Can I deal with the scenario? Can I, can I deal with these challenges or should I somehow go back, right? Um, should I somehow go back and, and, and be maybe that lesser version of myself, the version of myself that uh, doesn't go on the adventure, the version of myself, the alternate timeline where I didn't have to face all these challenges. And then we as the audience realized that they will soon have to decide who they are going to be. So at this point, you know, the protagonist is at their lowest, darkest point. Their challenges are at their greatest, right? And our hero is in this moment of self-reflection where they say, can I actually do this? Can I, can I be this different person? Can I go through this, this different, like this, this transformation that is required? And then, of course, at the end, who am I going to be? Act five. Tension builds at the approach of the final battle. A peak moment of ecstasy accompanies the protagonist, finally achieving complete control over the plot. So at this point, you know, the, the, despite the darkest hour, despite that, that moment of despair, the protagonist says, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be who I need to be in order to achieve this goal, right? And um, there's a moment where we get to witness the external manifestation of that. And then there is an internal transformation implied by that. And if we're, we're watching a movie, the internal transformation happens in the music as, the, as suddenly the, 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 the dark, sinister music that represented the hero's challenge in battle 
is soon replaced by victorious, triumphant music. And regardless of the storytelling, like that's that's what we're trying to achieve, right? And the chaos is vanquished, and the dramatic question is answered definitively that the the, the hero, the protagonist, they're going to be someone new, someone better, someone with this this new theory of control, this bigger theory of control that enables them to, to deal with bigger challenges in the world. So that's pretty fun. Like, I would say that you could actually go through that and you start to layer in, like you take your sci-fi story or you take your, your, um, uh, your love story or you take your adventure story or you take your... Uh, sports story or you take your whatever story right and you find a way to follow these beats these plot points point by point um, adding sufficient detail to make them match with the the reality of your world that you are creating and you have a pretty good at least start of a story structure and you would find if you go back and you analyze all sorts of, of popular stories um, that have, have, have become popular in culture, they probably follow something similar. And again, like this is, you know, it's not that different from the hero's journey. It's not that different from a few other approaches to storytelling that, that follow this because, because this is a fairly universal formula for storytelling, for telling a compelling and interesting story. But then the question is, can you use this in marketing and copywriting and selling since this is breakthrough marketing secrets and you know I'm supposed to be helping you with your marketing and your copywriting and selling, right? Can you use this there? Well, yeah, probably, probably. Um, so initially there's that theory of control, this is me and it's not working, right? Um, something about my life right now is not working. And so we're going to express the symptoms of the problem. The, um, the, we're, and, and by the way, uh, the, the protagonist here can be someone who is a stand-in. Really, the protagonist should be a stand-in for your customer, right? Uh, the, the protagonist could be you as you went through the same challenges, or it could be a different customer as they went through the same challenges, right? If it's you, it's probably leading up to the invention or creation of the product, the service, the offer, whatever it is. If it's a customer, it's probably leading up to the, the discovery of your product, your service, your offer, whatever it is, right? But initially there is this, I'm in this place and it's not where, like something about my life is not working. What's, what are the symptoms of the problem, right? And that, that decision, that decision that I have to search for a different way, right? Act two, is there another way? This is the search for the solution. So I'm looking for something different. If what I have right now does not work, then I need something new that will work, that will help me with this, right? Um, there is, and I have transformed. So there's the identification of the solution, right? Identify the solution. Maybe compare some solutions that are out there. That's some of the challenges that you could deal with as you're telling this story. You know, I looked at this potential option. I looked at this potential option and option A didn't work for this reason. Option B didn't work for this reason. So identifying maybe the mechanism of what an ideal solution looks like, right? Uh, the, the buying criteria that lead to an ideal solution. 
but can I handle the pain of change? <laughs> um, and, and this is where, especially, this is where the, the traditional storytelling structure starts to fall apart when it comes to uh, marketing because there does need to be a moment of like that need for for uh, for something new, uh, kind of the darkest hour. But really, the darkest hour is almost at the very beginning of the story here. The darkest hour is like realizing I have a problem and it needs to be solved, and that pulls people into a store uh, a selling story, right? But as we're reaching this, can I handle the pain of change? There's the implementation of the solution, overcoming any kind of challenges to implementation. Um, and then who am I going to be? You future pace the result. I, I, I got the solution that I was looking for and it made my life better. What life transformation was there? And again, like with marketing, you really want to come out of the gate swinging. With story selling, you really want to come out of the gate swinging. And if someone is in a state of distress and they're looking for a product or service to resolve or to alleviate that distress, really, it's all the symptoms and the problem. Like that is the darkest hour of feeling like there's no solution possible. And so you do kind of have to flip this around. You have to bring all of that distress where for a great Hollywood blockbuster, that all that distress needs to be something that we build up to at the end of the story because the audience has already agreed to give us the next 90 minutes to two and a half hours of their attention versus in marketing, we have to buy every moment of attention. We have to sell every moment of attention. We have to make that attention sale first and we have to, we have to uh, keep making it, right? And so we need to get them pulled in from the beginning. And so the moment of excitement, the moment of, of, of maximum conflict really kind of needs to be at the beginning. And so if you're looking for a better way, you know, I teach my Paizo formula and I have a book called The Ultimate Selling Story that goes into it in a little bit more detail. It puts the problem and the agitation with the problem up front, right? And it really emphasizes that. And I kind of did that to a degree here. But then we look at the invalidation of other solutions. That's the comparison of different solutions. And then we identify the ideal solution. And there's less conflict there because we're just getting to the point of like, oh, we're finding, we're finding the way out. And then the action that's taken is most often availing yourself of the product, the service, et cetera. And, um, you know, it doesn't hurt at the end to make sure that we do future pace the result and that we do offer that life transformation, uh, but it's going to look a little bit different. So I do think that as a good copywriter, um, as a good marketer, you don't have to actually write the copy. You can speak the stories um, that, that work for your marketing as well. You can put them in different media. It is absolutely worth studying storytelling, independent from story selling, but it's also worth remembering that if you're doing this for copywriting, for marketing, for selling, you know, whatever media for advertising, your primary job is still to sell. And story only works if it serves that primary job, if it serves that aim. And so it's worth studying storytelling, but also recognizing that there's a little bit of a different path that you ought to take. Um, so ask yourself, 
you know, my call to action for you at the end of this episode, ask yourself, how, how can you use this? Um, you know, what might you take away from this? And what might you decide is best for a passion project of doing some storytelling uh, for whatever media, right? Uh, but ask yourself how you can use this. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want more content like this delivered to you. And I will include links in the description both to my book, The Ultimate Selling Story, which is currently uh, primarily available through Amazon, uh, as well as to The Science of Storytelling by Will Store. Uh, that will also be a, a Amazon link. So my name is Roy for this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll see you again in the next episode. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.